From the American Tobacco Historic District in downtown Durham, this is Due South on WUNC. I'm Leonida Inge. I'm Jeff Tabiri. It's an off-year election, but still busy in parts of the South, like in Mississippi and Kentucky, where governors are being elected. Here in North Carolina, there are many municipal races across the state. On this Election Day Eve, we talk with folks from the UNC School of Government about the particulars of local power that make municipal elections so important. There's a lot that local government does, and there's a lot more that it may be able to do. And, you know, by participating in elections, you're able to sort of get folks into office who can really guide your community in the direction that you want it to go. That's coming up in a bit. But when you vote, make sure to bring an ID. It's now mandatory. I know. I had to pull out the old driver's license when I early voted in Durham at the main public library not too long ago. There's some big races for mayor and city council. You know, Jeff, I know my ID is valid and I can't remember ever not voting, but being quizzed before getting a ballot felt different. Mm. This is what some other early voters had to say about the new voter ID requirement. How did it feel? I know it's new, but you think it's going to help the process? I don't think so. You know, I think that we should be trying to make voting easier for everyone who's eligible to vote. Um, I think that this um, is a step in the wrong direction. Some people think it's, it's a voter suppression method because a lot of people have trouble getting ID. But you can get ID. You just have to know how to get it. It doesn't have to be a driver's license. So people, people just need to figure out how to run their lives. <laughs> so you had to show your ID this time. Was, was that a surprise or were you prepared? No, it was a surprise. I was prepared, um, but my voter ID is out of state. So I was worried for a long time that I needed to go get a North Carolina ID. And I was like, ah. but luckily not the case. Voter ID. It's a fight that has been playing out for more than a decade in North Carolina. Proposed legislation, legal challenges, subsequent court rulings, followed by more proposals, eventually a constitutional amendment backed by a majority of voters in 2018, only to be halted by state courts. Eventually, a state Supreme Court with a different makeup provided the legal pathway for a photo identification requirement at the polls. Got all that? If you live in a county that has already held its municipal election this year, you have probably gained some experience and knowledge that North Carolina now does have a voter ID requirement at polls across the state. And here to help unpack some of the impact as well as the changes that are confronting potential voters under the new law is Tyler Day, Policy and Civic Engagement Manager for Common Cause North Carolina. Tyler, welcome to Do South. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right, we're nearing the end of this municipal election season. The 17 days of early voting are behind us, election day tomorrow, which means many voters in the state have already experienced the difference between this year's process and previous iterations. What's your sense of how the transition is going? Uh, Well, so far, um, to my knowledge, it seems to be going uh, smoothly. I know that we're doing a lot of Uh, events to educate voters about the changes. So uh, we actually held 25 town halls across the state, and uh, we talked about voter ID and uh, some of the election law changes coming up next year with um, Senate Bill 747 and 749. And also we gave people an opportunity to talk about whatever they wanted to to share with their legislators. Uh, And so now we started 
having community education events mm-hmm. or we're going more in depth on voter ID and talking about, you know, what types of IDs are acceptable um, and uh, everything that you need to know going to the polls yeah. as well as um, as well as the, the other uh, election bills. I, I, I'd love for you. I want to just build on that. That's your Unite NC tour. And yes. tell me some of the basics. Obviously, uh, uh, your driver's license is good. Uh, what else is good and, and what notably is not going to be permissible or hasn't been permissible at the polls? As you said, uh, for most voters, uh, you, you're, you've got your driver's license um, and you can use that as long as it's not been expired for more than a year. Now, if you are over 65, um, then you can use an expired driver's license that's been expired for more than a year as long as it was expired on your 65th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also use a U.S. passport or passport card. Um, you can use a student ID or an employee ID, provided that that ID has been approved by the State Board of Elections. And uh, coming up in 2024, there mm-hmm. will be a new approval uh, process. So if your em- employer or college has not gotten theirs approved for this year, they still can get it approved mm. for 2024. Okay. And we do have uh, a booklet. Uh, if you go to ccnc.me slash ready to vote, then uh, you, can, you can get an electronic copy of that booklet. It has everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. Tyler Day here on uh, Due South. He is from Common Cause NC, and we are chatting about uh, photo identification at the polls. Uh, It is now required. Voter ID is in place after a long and circuitous uh, pathway through the courts across the last 10 or 11 years. There is also this uh, growing popularity with uh, voting by mail. How does that work under the new law? So uh, if you're voting by mail, you will need to provide a photocopy of your ID. Um, if you don't have a photocopy or, or I should say a printer at home or anything that you can use to do that, you can fill out a voter ID exception form and list that as a reason why you couldn't provide ID. And as long as you fill that out mm-hmm. truthfully um, and completely, uh, then then your vote will count. The County Board of Elections is required to count it. And getting technical, is that technically a provisional ballot or no? Yes, that would be a provisional ballot. But again, as long as you fill it out uh, correctly and completely, then the Board of Elections is required to count it. And you can also get a free ID at the County Board of Elections office. uh, And that is available through early voting. So uh, through the last day of early voting, you can't do that during the period after early voting ends or on election day. Okay. And same day registration. If people are listening to this on this Monday, the day before the election, uh, and they want to register at the polls tomorrow in these municipal elections, can they do that? Yes. Yes. Uh, but, you know, you will have to show your ID in addition to, uh, you know, a document showing uh, your, your proof of residence, the um, same documents you would have had to have shown previously. Um so, so yes, we've got almost 20 public universities as part of the UNC system. We've got dozens and dozens of private colleges. How does a college student, be it a junior at Davidson, a senior at UNC Asheville, how do they know if that student ID is going to be accepted? Uh, if you go to um, ccnc.me slash ready to vote, that will take you to our uh, booklet. And within it, you'll see um, 
a QR code that you can scan that will take you to the list of uh, colleges and universities so you can see if your school is on the list. And like I said, if it's not on the list for this year, please encourage your university uh, or our employer because it, you know, it could be mm-hmm. um, your, your county, um, you know, not just for, for students, but uh, for county employees, you know, that they could get their IDs approved. Uh, but again, it has to go through the state board of elections. Um, they have a, a review process and uh, you know, I, I, I would hope that we can get as many of those mm-hmm. approved heading into 2024 um, as possible. Tyler, these municipal elections are taking place uh, in the recent aftermath of there being new districts, congressional and legislative. I understand you uh, have spent a lot of time recently working to to educate voters around redistricting changes because, of course, this can cause some confusion as well. Tell us yes. briefly about what you're doing there. Yes. Um, so uh, actually, as, as a part of the community education uh, event, I am talking about the changes in the maps, going through uh, how uh, each, you know, the congressional, the House, and the Senate maps uh, have changed from what they were before, um, and uh, what it means for voters. You know, to me, the whole purpose of a representative democracy is to have people representing your community, mm-hmm. and and that all starts with how the districts are drawn. They should be drawn to represent communities, not to. Um, uh, to to make it easy for politicians. One of the criterion that state lawmakers use when redistricting is quite literally incumbent protection or incumbency protection. They literally will draw maps to protect themselves. Just to understand, and this isn't a secret or anything, but to, to your point, uh, that is is something that they legally do and have done for many many decades. Tyler Day is Policy and Civic Engagement Manager for Common Cause North Carolina, and he has been your guest here on Do South. Tyler, thank you. Thank you. If you don't like who's in there, vote them out. That's what election day is all about. The biggest gun we've got is called the ballot box. So if you don't like who's in there, vote them out. Hold on.